Hello and welcome to Crushing Comics. This is the uh, sequential review show from the Comic Crush. Uh, I am Mary Jane Watson. She is the tiger who has just hit the jackpot. Uh, we're also known as Paul and Liz. Uh, welcome to uh, yet another, uh, uh, hopefully speedy episode of, uh, of Comics Reviews. Um, I just want to say a quick hello to Brian Bullen, who is our new subscriber. Uh, hello, Brian. Thank you for joining us. Um, we'd love more of you su to subscribe uh, and like and share the program. That really helps us out. Uh, and do check out the Patreon if you have time. Our Patreon is very cheap. Um, not that we're very cheap. I mean, you know, I'm worth my weight in, or oh, at least lead. What do you think, Les? <laughs> you? <laughs> How about you? Go on. Uh, on it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, what have I got in my pocket? Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I know you, it's probably some uh, Ricola sweets uh, and some vaping liquid. Now, <laughs> perhaps one of those small uh, aeroplane bottles of wine. I know you like to keep one of those, Andy. Uh, uh, I have got a bit of a cold this week, I'm afraid. Uh, so, sadly, Liz will have to do most of the talking. If you have any complaints, please leave them in the comments below and I will send her a strongly worded letter sometime in 2022. Um, Liz, shall we get on with the show? It's going to be a good week. Um... <laughs> well, <laughs> for one of us anyway. Uh, shall we get on with the show? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Good, good. Uh, so Human Remains, or Human Remains from Vault. Uh, this is a uh, brand new issue one, as, as all of our comics are, let's face it. Um, this is by Peter Milligan. Uh, sorry, written by Peter Milligan. Uh, art by Sally, Sally Can Cantorino, I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, uh, colours by Davala Curley and letters by And World. Um, so Vault Comics continuing their sort of horror onslaught. Uh, they do horror comics very well. Um, in case you've not read any of those, they're definitely worth checking out. Um, how do you feel about this one, Liz? Uh, it's you know, it's it's very much a Pete Milligan comic. Um, definitely. You know, he always you know kind of goes for like these highbrow you know metaphors in his work, and you know uh, likes to touch on kind of contemporary you know issues. And uh, he's he's a very like thoughtful writer, I think. Yeah, I, I think uh, Milligan seems to be having this kind of resurgence. It's not that he, he ever kind of went away, but he's, he he does seem to have kind of come back with a vengeance lately. He's had so many good books out. In fact, I've got one of his things sitting here, which is uh, God of Tremors, uh, that I, I've not read yet. I believe that's that's Mr. Milligan. Mr. Milligan. Um, and I, I can't rate highly enough um, uh, American Ronin. Uh, that was excellent, blew me away. I'm just going to move my computer back a, a bit, Liz, because because speaking of highbrow, I seem to be enormous this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's I all... feel like a little tiny yeah. person next to you. <laughs> you are a little tiny. <laughs> I've met you. No, um, she really is that that big guy. So... <laughs> Sorry. Um, so uh, yeah, human remains. <laughs> As you say, a very kind of thoughtful writer. He, he Peter always comes up with these incredibly high concept ideas and finds a way to convey them like quite effortless, effortlessly, I find. Um, do you know, like his, his stories aren't it, simple. No, it's very they, cerebral, to be yeah. honest. Like, uh, you know, um, this 
work uh, is got an interesting kind of concept, which mm. is uh, that it's set in a, I don't know, is it meant to be a future world or, you know, possibly, you know, just uh, alternate sort of take on our contemporary yeah. world where... I, I kind of took it as a contemporary, uh, contemporary kind of parallel to our world. Um, yeah, where basically um, emotions uh have been banned uh for the reason that there is some sort of alien life uh sort of uh preying on mm. strong emotions you know so it, it's it's mm. it's kind of like um reminds me a little bit of the monsters in a quiet place uh, sure where yeah. you know if you if you make noise then the aliens you know can find you and prey on you but if you don't uh, except, you know, in this, it's just if you're emoting, um, you know, fear or joy or anything strongly, um, it, it attracts these monsters and a portal opens up and they attack. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't quite get what he's trying to kind of do in terms of like metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you, sorry, go on. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I that's I. I was just agreeing with you. Like you know, I know there's I there there is something particular that he's going for, but I'm not sure exactly what it is yet. Um, you know what what sort of you know uh, real world sort of phenomenon he's you know sort of nudging at. Yeah, because I, I think Peter has a really keen. I mean, from from the one time we met and sat sat down and talked to him. Well, I've actually met him a couple of times now, but from from the conversation we had with him uh, way back when for uh, Kid, Kid Eternity, uh, Kid, Kid Lobotomy, sorry, yeah, yeah um, he, he he's a very politically minded guy, um, and I think he he kind of also fully understands the pitfalls of any one particular political ideal. Um, uh, and I think because he's not a person who will give you necessarily easy answers, he's not going to fall on one side of the camp or the other. So he's not going to go one side or the other. Right. Because um, you could sort of look at this as like, oh, okay, is he is he talking about cancel culture or is he talking mm. about something totally different? Um Yeah. What what is it exactly that he's kind of because as you say. Um, you know, there's definitely some, you know, something, uh, political kind of underlying, mm. you know, this concept. Yeah. But sure. you, you like, he's not a writer who would go in without a metaphor really. And right. Um, but it's not, it's not explicitly sort of, you know, clear what it is mm. he's trying to say as yet to me. And, and I think it kind of reminded me a bit of things like arrival in that there's no clear way to com communicate, you know, it's, it's said quite overtly, there's no clear way to communicate with the creatures. And therefore, there can be no negotiation as such. They're just gonna, they're just gonna wipe people out as they, they, they kind of feel emotions quite strongly. And I don't know, there's a lot of currency at the moment in being very emotive about things and being, and, you know, shouting very loudly. Um, and I, but I can't really tell if he's for or against that. Right. Do you know what I mean? And, Which is clever uh, because, you know, yeah. I, it's it's like, 
you know, I, I feel like maybe I kind of know what it's about, but maybe not, you know, it, some of it, it, it kind of mm. feels like, um, you know, the climate where, you know, people feel afraid to talk about their real feelings, or is it that, you know, if you do talk about your real feelings, you know, um, then you get in trouble for that. You know, it's, it's, uh, and, and, and it, is, it is interesting to kind of take that approach as well, because I, I get the sense, you know, looking at, at things like social media, that actually people aren't afraid to say what they want to say. Right. What they're afraid of is the reaction to it. But I, I think part of being an adult is you can't necessarily say things and not expect a reaction. Right. And so I, I think there's a certain naivety in both both sides of the argument if you want to go left and right and then pick those out as your your demarcations I, I i think there is an incredible naivety in in both sides of any argument at the moment where it's just like oh but i didn't expect that reaction it's just like but right. you said what you said you did what you did you know so uh, and again I, it, it kind of speaks to the confusion of modern times which is you, you don't necessarily know always know what side of the argument i don't always ne necessarily know what side of the argument i'm on anymore like um, you know yeah it's it's a you know um it is you know kind of terrain that you know you're you're you know basically uh as you say you know you uh could get attacked by uh you know <laughs> Yeah, sure. And, and equally, you've, I think we've all got to kind of address our own prejudices as well. And that's something I find myself doing lately and, and like, oh, well, actually, do I, it is the thing I'm saying, a negative thing or a positive thing, you know. Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm not the most positive you know. person in the world. So. Right, right. <laughs> I, um, kind of... I mean, so that is kind of what I think you know, he's touching on here, but I could be completely wrong. You know, it's vague enough mm. that, uh, that he could be talking about something else entirely and, you know, we'll kind of see more clearly as, as the story plays out. Mm. Um, in terms of this issue, you know, he's kind of just introducing the idea. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm very sorry. <laughs> That's a cold at the moment. <laughs> so sorry. Um, um, yeah, but basically, yeah, it's, uh, it's, just kind of introducing the elements of the story mm. um, um you know so this is this is what's happening you know you, it's happening globally you know um a lot of people want to think that it's a conspiracy at first until of course they then are attacked and eaten by a giant monster yeah. um and, and of this, this is something that's, that's popping up again and again like uh, you know I, I was just earlier on today watching the latest episode of why the last man which is on disney plus right now and uh that of course features, you know, is it all a big conspiracy uh, to wipe men out, or you know, is it this, is it that, and uh, and I think there are a lot of people who whose first thought is to always cry conspiracy, and actually, it's probably not. You know, <laughs> the, right. the world is is quite naturally chaotic. <laughs> well, that that I felt like was a, you know a little <laughs> comment on uh, like the vaccination stuff, you know. Uh, right. Okay. You know where where it's like, oh yeah, well you know that no, that's that's just made up, and you know, uh, yeah, it's it's like the government's trying to dupe you, and you know, all <laughs> so, that. Um, I mean, it's very interesting because 
Peter is a very like he, he his last work or one of his, his most recent works, as I said, American Ronin, is to do with empathy and emotion and using and manipulating empathy and emotion. Um, so it's kind of, it feels like they, they all feel kind of at the moment, like a, um, uh, a piece, one single piece that are exploring different facets of the same thing. You know, he's, he, he's also got a book out at the moment called Out of Body, which is to do with dreams. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I feel right. Like there's a really theme. There's a theme of, yeah. here, you know. Um, he's definitely doing some interesting stuff. And uh, I, I look forward to it. some of it. I've only, you know, got a chance to read the first issues of. Um, and, I, you know, I will dip back in for the trade. But, yeah, he, he's doing some great work. We do have to talk about Sally uh, Centriano's work uh, on this, the art-wise. It's a very kind of, I, I think some of it in places almost looks like underground comics, you know, like there's a certain. Yeah, it has a, you know, it has an mystery. element of that, that yeah. kind of um, gritty, and, you know. And of course, Sally did the uh, work on I Walk With Monsters with um, uh, Paul Cornell. Which is uh, also a vault comic, right? Or... Yeah, yeah. Um, and Vault did, did kind of have this sort of, quasi stable of, of good creators you know they do a lot with ram um Devala is someone they they uh, uh work with a lot and world is someone they work with a lot um so they, they, they've got this great kind of stable of, of creators they keep going back to um and and i really like that the, the colors are really good in this um i i, I they actually feel uh you know the light in it looks quasi real mm. um <laughs> uh and i just really like the 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 use of, of colors and it feels a lot of it feels like more like a small press book in a way yeah and i, I felt that too yeah. but in a you know like a, a really good small press book yeah yeah i, I don't i don't mean that in a, in a negative right sense. right i just you know yeah um it obviously is a very professionally put together book um and was letters are really good as always that you know always does a fantastic job of expressing the emotion in the voices so yeah good book uh definitely did you worth pick up a, oh yeah yeah worth your time sorry. sorry to cut you off but uh did you pick up on that page with the back to the future references I, i'm not sure i did okay that was weird um basically there's a page where you kind of cut to um you know this really horrible scene of this character slapping his girlfriend in the face um Right, and, okay. uh, and like storming out of the house and he, you know like it's really weird and i don't get the context of it at all but he's like you know his like kind of buddy is like oh man you probably shouldn't have done that and he's like shut up tanner and he's called mcstay and his girlfriend's called jennifer mcstay and i was like <laughs> what is this i thought <laughs> this it was kind like, of a... like violent drunk husband marty mcfly like why Oh, and actually, if you look at him, um, if you look at that character, he does kind of look like Eric Stoltz. Um, he does, uh, yeah, a lot more than Michael J. Fox. Yeah, and uh, Eric Stoltz, you know, was originally going to play Martin. Right, Clark. right, yeah. Um, that's an interesting pickup list. Like, I, I just genuinely didn't get that at the time. I mean, the, the name kind of struck me as like, oh, that's a weird name. <laughs> 
like yeah with like biff as his like you know sort of like yeah. you know like underling buddy and like you know and so i i don't know if that's going anywhere but yeah that's that's uh, very strange um yeah i i mean i don't know where the book's going but it's certainly an interesting beginning um there it is right there human remains number one from vault comics uh you can pick that up at gosh comics or at uh that's entertainment in, in Worcester, Massachusetts. If you happen to be in Worcester, Massachusetts, if you happen to be in Worcester, Massachusetts, or, or nearby, yeah, <laughs> go on, fly out there and visit Liz. You know, you want to, yeah, um, come visit me. Speaking of going places, uh, heading to Gotham now, um, from Fabletown, yeah, from Fabletown. Now, this is Batman versus Big B, a wolf in Gotham, number one, uh, by Bill William, uh and uh pencils by brian level um jay leistein on inks lee luthridge on colors uh yannick Paquette did the cover steve wands did the uh lettering on this um now i i've got i've got a confession to make here okay this was a crossover that i absolutely did not want I don't think that you're alone in that, believe it or not. I think a lot of people uh, who are fans of Fables felt really comfortable with the way the Fables ended, and that I've, you know it's it's it, there you know it's, it was a finite story that ended, and a lot of people were happy with the way it ended and happy for it to be left alone. Now, do do you know much about the the background on this? Because this is apparently a precursor to Fables coming back in 2022 um i've still not got to the end of fables just neither just have I. Time. I i love fables but um I, I i'm almost too kind of nervous about seeing it through to the end sure, then sure. i always felt that once it's over it's over and that's it and yes you can always go back and revisit um mm -hmm. uh, i mean i i am well behind on fables to be honest i've only yeah, read maybe too. like the first 12 volumes or something um, which is a fair chunk, but like it's mm. it's got at least twenty two volumes, I believe twenty two, and then maybe yeah. some. Uh, you know, mm. there's, there's always like the crossovers, the Jack of Fables, the Cinderella, um, you know, um, the one offs like One Thousand and One Nights. Yeah, and, and and annoyingly, a lot of it is now. I mean, they've done the Fables compendiums, uh, which reprint. I think pretty much all of it. However, some of it has slipped out of print um but two two volumes of fables in particular which uh i just can't justify paying 250 pounds for which volumes um, are those uh, i think issue volume 16 volume 20 wow. have, have now slipped out of print completely and are going for sky high prices um they'll reprint it i bloody hope so uh but they have just done the big compendiums um so yeah this was a crossover i never <laughs> really expected having read it I'm, you know, I actually quite enjoyed it. Okay, good, good. Because uh, uh, obviously, you? you know, I. Okay, so I don't think I had as much stake in the game, um, due to the fact that, as I said, you know, I I enjoyed Fables a lot when I was reading it, but I, I, you know, have fallen so far behind with it, and it's been so many years since I read it that I didn't quite have that like kind of preciousness about mm. it um and that sentimental attachment to like you know an ending um 
So for me, it was just like, oh yeah, look, it's Bigby. Cool. You know, and look, he's hanging out with Batman. <laughs> oh, even better. Love Batman. Love Bigby. You know, there are two detectives. Like, bring it on. Um, but I totally get the, you know, because like I completely relate to the idea of not wanting to see a character from a book you love kind of I, brought back. Yeah. You know, uh, especially you know i mean and I, for me it being a batman story works great i'm very happy to read any batman story but at the same time you know there's the argument like oh okay so just you know uh throw batman into any book and it'll sell um there is that you mm. know sort of element I... where it's like oh okay well would they have done this if it was you know if it wasn't batman um however you know i mean that said, I think sometimes us as comic fans, not not you in particular or me in particular, but sometimes I think what comic fans want or think they want sometimes hampers the creative or can potentially sometimes hamper the creativity of comics creators. And there's actually a very good reason why comics creators shouldn't listen to the fans at all. Because Right. It's like, know. yeah. Yeah, what, just... what you wanted really what you want yeah. like you know when you actually get it but in this case i again like you know as as you've just said that you did i really enjoyed it i thought it was yeah. a really fun first issue and um bill willingham uh has a long history of writing some of those characters i mean tim drake sure. he wrote robin for ages and uh mm. and, you know you see steph brown uh as as robin yeah, it's a um, weird kind of. It seems yeah, it is weird. weird There's three different Robins you see, and I believe it, you know it's definitely Steph, it's definitely Damien, and then I wasn't really sure which uh, which other Robin it was. It looked a little muscular to be Tim, but uh, I didn't really it seem like the, Dick either. Yeah, the older I, it could be Jason, team. maybe. I, I I was just like I I was a little stumped as to which um, male Robin we kind of spend the most time with. Well, there is there is a book called Robins coming out True. uh that is going to feature i think all the robins and again there there's the robin and batman book that's coming from jeff lemire and dustin yarnin soon as well um which i believe is going to be black label and um, which robin is it uh <laughs> I can't remember. If it's Black Label, I hope it's Damien and I hope it's like, you know, like child assassin Damien. <laughs> I don't think it is. It might be it might be Dick actually. In fact, I think it's set back in sort of year 2 or 3. Okay. Um but I like that kind of reversal of, you know, Robin and Batman and right. like that's that's kind of an interesting thing. Um and I think the Robin's book I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I might be getting them mixed up in terms because they announced them both roughly in the same week. Um, I think the Robins book is the Robins tracking down a sort of mystery original sidekick of Batman. Um, but I don't know. Back to this one. <laughs> um, right. I, I really love Brian Level's art. Um, I remember talking to Dan Waters um recently for uh homesick pilots last year for homesick pilots rather and he said that he thinks brian level is one of the best artists working today um this has this really kind of fleshy um barely contained feel to the art uh and, and the panels kind of constantly invade each other um i i really 
love the art on this. Um, it's a very distinct look. It did remind you a bit of, of Kelly Jones. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and definitely kind of um, has this... Like you can see, it's kind of bridging that gap between the two books in a way, right? And it's um, got its own distinct sort of thing going on as well. It's very noir, yeah. Um, you know, all you know, for, down to um, you know, that uh, the party that is attended by you know, all these, yeah. all these sort of uh, rich, you know, uh. Mm sort of uh what would you call them like almost this secret society type of yeah you know, gangsters uh, crime cabal mm. um uh, and some it, of them that, are... that has almost this like kind of 19 you know uh like early 20th century look about it yeah. you know even and though a lot of those supposed to be set sorry. now yeah a lot of those guys are named after literary characters um salinger faulkner Ostrander, or, or yeah. no, who was it? Ostrander, uh, uh, no. uh, um, I can't remember his name. Now. It's, a, it's an odd name. Um, Ostergaard. Ostergaard, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, basically, um, right, which leads you to believe that maybe these aren't their actual names. No, and also does tie in with the literary kind of um, origins of fables uh, and the fables characters. Uh, I like it. It, it. It's a clever first issue because it doesn't really give you too many answers. I think there's only going to be three or four of these. Oh. Um, so we're getting into this thing at the moment with DC with very, very decompressed storylines for actually quite short stories, um, which concerns me a little bit, especially with, uh, I don't know if you've read Superman and the Authority. Uh, Not yet. No, I actually am dying to read that, but. Yeah, it's, it's good, but. Uh, it has an interesting trait that we'll we'll talk about off here. Um, but I, I, yeah, I really love the book. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, you know, and I I kind of had almost forgotten that it was like black label, you know, as I was reading it, uh, you know, and uh, and then I was like, oh, so there's just like you know uh, lots of gore, like you know in the in those opening <laughs> pages, and you know uh, then you know the uh, the fight at the end uh, was quite brutal, yeah. uh, you know, I like. You know, because you know, in most other ways, it didn't feel like it. You know, it was a particularly sort of, you know, grim and gritty book. Like you know, it's a uh, sure. Uh, you <clears throat> know, it's very much a murder mystery mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, with all those classic kind of tropes about it. It's definitely um, means it's up your alley. I mean, I, mm -hmm, I know you. Yep, a... absolutely. Um, with uh, you know, Big B's presence very conspicuous, considering how the victims were murdered. Yeah. Um... I, I think since you know Black Label is now kind of fully supplanting the old Vertigo stuff, and I think, I think within a year or two, everything that was Vertigo will be, will be rebranded Black Label. Um, <clears throat> I hope I Black Label is. Well, I, I think that's just gonna that's just the way it is, and uh, in, in some of the more adult DC storylines are being rebranded Black Label. We've already seen wow. it with um, Killing Joke. Uh, most of the Lieber Mayo, Brian Azzarello, Batman stuff. The, um, I, I, in fact, I think they should just rename it Bat Label because most of it is Batman related. <laughs> as is, as is most That's of DC's a... output at the moment. Indeed, indeed. 
Which that is either label. a negative or positive, depending on which way you look at it. I, again, I can't decide. I'll, I'll positive for me. I, I, I'm firmly on side. Um, yeah, so everything is gradually being rebranded, Black Label, that was Vertigo. Um, some of the, the titles haven't been yet. I think Transmet is still. So, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see how this leads into the new world of Fables. Uh, I guess I'll have to hurry up and, and finish reading Fables. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, if you want to carry on from, you know, wherever it picks up, uh, you know, I'm I'm just going to wait. Like one day it's going to be a, you know, rainy day or actually probably like a rainy month considering the amount of books that uh, I have to catch up on, but yeah, I I will I will read the rest of Fables at some point or other. Um, you know, it's notoriously it's sort of it, I think it's looked at as like, you know, sort of the last real great ongoing series at Vertigo. Very probably, yeah. I mean, it, it was an amazing series. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. And and I like, although I've never quite finished it, that, that is really just because of time and distractions and other things. Um, it's the series I've gone back to the most out of Virgo. Like, it's the one I've, I've, I've read, like, the first few volumes, like, two or three times. <laughs> so... Um, I really should get off my my fat ass and uh, just just read it, uh, or sit on my fat ass and read it one or the other. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure, um, but yeah, plenty to look forward to. I think in the book, I'll be interested to see how it plays out uh, and see if, on a personal level, my predictions were right or wrong in terms of is this a book I'm going to really enjoy, really? Um, well, yeah, I have to say, for a first issue, I thought you know, I. I really did like it you know i mean mm. uh i think if if it you know perhaps hadn't been bill willingham writing it um you know if they'd sure. gotten a, a different writer you know uh it, it wouldn't have worked so well but you know he just feels really comfortable writing both characters and, and to be honest you really can't knock Willingham as a you writer can't. i think he's got and and you know he, he did he was doing two major books at the time like i think he was doing fables and robin at the same time for quite a while wasn't he i don't know uh, what the overlap was there but um, but I, you know, certainly, uh, there was probably some. Yeah. Cause he wasn't the OG writer on Robin. I, I've got feeling. No, some, no. It might have been I, Dixon or something. It might have been Dixon then, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then one of them came on, came on later. Um, but I, I really like his stuff. Uh, I've got plenty of Robin in the, in the boxes there that I, I should really should dig out and, and shuffle in some kind of order and read one day. Um, yeah, that, that's it for those. I mean, good book. I, I would recommend picking them up at where, wherever you buy comics. But uh, if you want to pick them up from Gosh Comics, please do that. Or if you are in Worcester, Massachusetts, you can pick them up from that Entertainment. <laughs> now, uh, just a couple of quick mentions. Ten Years to Death. Um, I was intrigued by this because it is an example of another actor going into comics. Uh, Aaron Douglas, who played Chief Tyrrell and Battlestar Galactica. Um, I didn't know what to expect from this. Aftershock, again, have been putting out these oversized one-shots that are similar to the Black Label size. Uh, I am a full-mat whore, as I was telling someone the other day, and I, I love the big kind of floppy sort of, sort of Band-Aid Destiny style. Um, I think it shows off the art lovely, love, lovingly. Loving, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but... Um, it shows off the art. Uh, right. It this... does. Uh, like, which, you know, is, uh, I, I, I really feel I have mixed feelings about that format because uh, while I do think it shows off the art 
really well. I like, I just can't figure out where to put them. Like, you know, um, so, you know, they don't fit in my comic boxes, but they don't quite fit on my bookshelf either. I, you know, it's a conundrum. It's one I'm sure you'll solve with the application of buying a magazine box, perhaps from the yeah, place where you well... work, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose life's so difficult until you, uh, you stump down eight dollars for a magazine box. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I suppose that could work. I I love the format. Uh, this again, curious to read. I, I didn't know what to expect. It is a ghost story of sorts. Um, it is a nice little creepy fable. I like the way it's told. Um, I don't want to give away too much, so I'm just not going to. Um, but it's to do with a, a prison, uh, as the title might suggest, um, and the death of a prisoner. I think it's definitely worth checking out. I think Aaron Douglas, perhaps, you know, might have a future in comics. Uh, well, I'm sure he's busy acting. But um, he's done some things for Aftershocks, kind of uh, anthology stuff before, um, which I, I wasn't aware of. The, the art is really... Uh, he's based out in Brazil, I believe. Um, it's like a really clean art style. Um, again, very noir -y, Great use of kind of shade and shadow. Uh, the blow-up on this looks, looks lovely. Um, like, it just looks... It just looks fantastic. Um, and I, I'm really kind of keen to, to kind of see more from, from Aaron Douglas. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I would Based recommend on you true story, right? Or I, I don't... Supposedly. Really? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't say. Okay. Um, but yeah. Definitely worth checking out. Aaron Douglas writing, Cliff Richards penciling, uh, Guy Major on colours and Dave Sharp on letters. Um, all doing a great job. That's from Aftershock Comics. That's out now. Although I did have a bit of difficulty getting hold of this. Um, I did not get a hold of this. That's why we're right. not talking about it on the yeah. pod. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, well, you're talking about it. I'm not because uh, we, we ran out of copies. So yeah. no luck for me. Um, so instead, uh, hmm. I myself... Um, Read a book uh, from Marvel. Surprise, surprise. Um, yes, uh, and, and I didn't get this not because we ran out of copies, but uh, because I ran out of money. Uh, <laughs> it was just it was just right. a book too far for me, and, and enough, of course yeah. because we did a Marvel event last week, um, I, I, I was kind of Marvel evented out. I think. Uh, please, Liz. Dark I mean, hole. the big and I should mention too that the big, real big Marvel event of the week is an uh, issue one of Inferno. Um, which you know is the swan song to Jonathan Hickman. Hickman is that your phone going off in the middle of the? Can you not hear that? Oh yeah, it is. Some <laughs> vibrate. Yeah. Um, uh, now I, I just want to flash you back, guys, to the beginning of the show before we we hit record when <laughs> I I heard a, a phone going off and I was told no 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 it must be your phone. <laughs> I think it was. But maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> Well, got no proof. I hope um, the comic creator telling you, saying, ringing you to say thank you for promoting their books. I think so. I, I suspect that's what's happening there. Uh, it might be. 
um, my fellow Massachusetts uh, <laughs> resident, Steve Orlando. Right oh, yeah. Yeah, he's from Boston. I love, really, really enjoy Steve Orlando stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, this is uh, on par with uh, a lot of his other really good stuff. Uh, I I think that, uh, you know, he obviously seemed uh, excited by the... Uh, by the concept of, uh, you know, and it is a cool concept, the dark hold. Like, um, uh, we are losing you a bit. Something this, that sorry. I feel like. Oh, okay. Um, uh, got a bit crackly. Is working. Uh, sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties. We do just seem to have gone a bit crackly. Uh, yeah, go on, give it a go. The the, the image isn't as as clear as it was. I am sorry. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that. you know, uh, we'll just have to <laughs> just have to roll with it. I'm afraid. Uh, as long as uh, no. as long as you can hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can yeah, hear. You. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Well, you. Know, I just wanted to give this one a mention because mm. uh, it is. Um. I think they're introducing the concept. Uh. Probably with the intention of uh, introducing newer readers to the idea of what is the dark hold. Um, you know, it's it's something that's like come up in a lot of stories featuring the Scarlet Witch. Um, and unsurprisingly, she is sort of the central character in this book. Um, you know, we already saw in WandaVision um, where we leave off with Wanda is that she, you know, is uh, sort of off in self-imposed exile mm. reading the Darkhold. Um, so, it, I mean, it, it, to, to give you like a really nutshell version of some of her history with it. Um, you know, it's this ancient book, you know, of like unbelievable dark power, um, uh, you know, originally created from the flesh of an elder god. Um, and Wanda coming into contact with it, uh, basically, she she sort of, you know, became tainted by it and, mm. you know, uh, became the pawn of this elder god called Cthon, who, you know, she managed to vanquish, you know. Um, to the underworld, but uh, Doctor Doom being, you know, uh, the power-hungry uh, character that he is, uh, decided to go and find it and uh, ends up pretty much uh, releasing, uh, you know, its power and um, this vanquished elder god, Cthon, back um, into, you know, the back into within reach of mm. uh you know the people of earth and um wanda then you know as her only recourse is to not only work with doom who doesn't really cooperate very well at all um and uh assemble a team to uh defend earth against kathon and the power of the dark hold so uh so that's that's you know that's pretty much in a nutshell what we get with this issue. Um, she picks a, an interesting little cast of characters to be her uh, fellow defenders. We've got um, Black Bolt, Blade, Spider-Man, the Wasp. I, um, I was quite surprised to see Spidey on that list. I know. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I know, you know, there's, there's probably a commercial reason for <laughs> I can't remember what they were, but they they were each meant to represent mm. like these different avatars. Oh, Iron Man right. is the other one. These different avatars, like the Dreamer, the Stoic, the Guardian, and then there was the Fool. Uh, 
Did you? Uh, and that's where did you, did comes you volunteer in. for that one? I'm just. I... <laughs> With your little uh, mobile phone in hand. I volunteered you. <laughs> you got rejected. I'm sorry. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. <laughs> well, if I got rejected, you donut. <laughs> Too foolish. <laughs> Too late now. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it was that. So, so that's, you know, I was like, oh, okay, this is an interesting assembly of characters like that I wouldn't have ever thought to put together but yeah um yeah uh but it, you know it all it all was a lot of fun like it was a, you know it was uh like doom especially you know was great um you know just being a complete unhelpful jerk um, I do I do love a bit of doom I love a bit of doom um and he and the scarlet witch have have a history um right did you ever read avengers children's crusade no, I do have it though. It's okay. It's so that's here. like that's where you know basically Wanda had been off the map for years, like you know, mm. sort of post um, House of M, and uh, that was the book that kind of brought her back, and uh, she was brought back as like Doom's bride, um, and he had actually okay. been sort of like siphoning off her power and stuff. Um, so they've been like, I, I, if not married, uh, then you know at least a couple. Uh, right, but she okay. was kind of like, uh, I don't know how, it's been a while since I've read it. I don't know how willing she, you know, if if her memory had been wiped or something like that. Mm. So. And, and, you know, like Doom Doom is his own person. He's his own man. And uh, oh, you can you know. always remember that Doom, Doom toots as he pleases. He... And, uh... <laughs> Sorry, toots his own horn. As <laughs> well, you know, he's, uh, he's got quite the ego. Yeah. Um, um, this, uh, would you say it was an event that you would carry on picking up? Oh yeah, I yeah. I think I will keep reading it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I like I'm I'm a big Scarlet Witch fan. I'm a big fan of Doom. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see um how this plays into you know what they're going to do with the movies because I I really feel like this is very intentionally there to like lay groundwork for yeah you know, uh, for people to understand the Darkhold before they start, you know, before they bring it into the films. And I, I would highly suspect that that will happen in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. And it, it is kind of a, like, it's, it's a much delayed book. Um, I think this was originally supposed to be like the tail end of 2019 or, or sort of somewhere in 2020. Um, and was at one stage pulled completely like it like this is never you know this isn't coming out um so it's written by uh Steve Orlando, Steve Orlando and, and uh, art by, by uh Kian uh Kian Tormi. yeah who, um are you familiar with his his stuff yes I I am what else has he done because I uh, uh I, I meant to remember. sort of look it up because I was like this looks so familiar <laughs> I'm sure I've read you know stuff that he's drawn before it looks great um I don't actually have my copy with me unfortunately mm. um but uh but it's you know it's just a it's you know i i feel like uh marvel have really great artists working for them it just yeah. you know it looks great he draws wanda beautifully he draws you know every character you know um just really well um great action scenes like i you know i really liked the look of it and i you know i uh, i meant to sort of look him up before we recorded um <laughs> 
<laughs> so you know but, that yeah. I could see what so, else he's done. But uh, he's you know, done some I'll great do stuff. After. Like I, yeah, like I, I, you know, I, I do have to apologize, guys. I have a terrible recall for names, faces, and and you know what work they've done. Um, I, I usually don't just like. because I've yeah. I know you're you're actually really good. I mean, I. I you know, I think post COVID, it's a real mess up here now, <laughs> and I just can't. <laughs> I can't always uh... post birth. It's been a mess up there. <laughs> I, I, I don't really think. I don't really think that you're one to be throwing those kinds of insults around. <laughs> really, <laughs> to you. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I I can't always. I don't have the encyclopedic recall that I used to have. I mean, I'm finding the same with film now. You know, which is my my real kind of true love is, is movies, and I, I, it's the same there. Like it just it doesn't it doesn't come as fast as it used to. Uh, hey, we've all got to get old, eh? But um, look, it's it's a, been a great week for comics. It's been a very interesting week in terms of the kind of indie material that's the that's come out um would you like to see more indie books on the show let us know uh would you want to see more dc or marvel on the show instead let us know just leave us a comment below if you've got anything you want to say to us anything you want to talk about uh you can scream at me on social media uh at comic crush paul you can uh tell liz how wonderful she is on social media uh at liz c jordan um you can uh, follow the comic crush at the comic crush on social media on uh that's on uh, twitter and instagram and you can find me on facebook or find the comic crush on facebook most of all do check out the website there's new comic stuff on there every week there is going to be a lot of movie stuff in the next sort of week or so on the comic crush because uh, we do try and cover genre movies as well so you can hopefully expect bond sometime around saturday or sunday um We'll have a review with uh, our good buddy uh, Keith Isles uh, coming on to do that. You know, Bond is one of his favourite film franchises and uh, he's certainly looking forward to doing that. Uh, Dune in the next couple of weeks. Um, Are we doing Venom too? <clears throat> we should try and do Venom, really. Uh, uh, yeah, that, I mean, our, our last Venom po podcast was uh, <laughs> memorable. <laughs> Not for me. I fell asleep. <laughs> you can find that particular episode on the Frame by Frame archive, which is somewhere on the website. I'm going to try and make it more obvious. Um, <laughs> still one of my favourite episodes because I had a I had a blissful sort of 10 or 12 seconds of a nap there <laughs> while Liz was banging on about some Venom comics she once read. Some great Venom comics. <laughs> Very good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so Bond, uh, Dune, uh, The Green Knight will hopefully get a written review in the next few days now that that's on Amazon Prime. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but don't be dis dis uh, disheartened. I I'm not turning my back on comics. Um, there is, uh, you know, a lot more comic stuff to come to. Um, and this show will <laughs> continue to air. You know, oh, yes, weekly. definitely, definitely. In October, which is tomorrow, I think, <laughs> during October, we're going to be doing some horror stuff. Um uh, uh, myself and Nikki have decided that we're just going to go all out horror. Um, and in fact, I'm going to chat to Liz briefly when we end this broadcast about something in particular, uh, a little special episode we're planning on doing. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing some horror stuff. Keep an eye out for that. Hopefully that'll all come off 
It is, of course, subject to my ailing health. <laughs> I feel like crap this week. <laughs> and, of course, time and, and everything else that's happening. Um, but do join us every week for more uh, Comics Chaos. Um, this has been Crushing Comics. Uh, I have been Paul. She has been Liz and her mobile phone. Uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> For you. But one that I'm glad is now coming to an end. Goodbye, Liz. Bye. We'll catch